I had a dream last night. Very interesting dream. I was in school and there was a school trip coming up. And unfortunately for all the people, the children, they were all caught in theft. They all participated in theft. They stole something, the whole classroom. And the trip was going to get cancelled because they were all guilty. And as a collective, the whole trip was going to get cancelled. So now all the kids, they all started pressuring this one kid to take all the blame and say that he did it. And they pressured him, says, you take the blame. So the rest of us can go on the trip. Even though they were guilty, they pressured one kid to take the guilt of all of them so that the rest of them could go on that trip. They wanted to make him the scapegoat to take all the guilt upon himself so that the rest will be vindicated and set free. And I was thinking to myself, well, you already have a scapegoat that did that. Not because he was pressured, not because he was bullied, not because he was pushed and shoved and forced upon, but because he loved you. Out of his abundance of love for you, he already took your guilt upon himself. He already took the penalty of your sins, your felonies, your crimes. He did that already. You don't have to force your guilt down somebody else's throat. It is already being laid upon the one and only Yeshua, the Messiah, 2,000 years ago. The only one in history that ever took upon himself the penalty for the sins of all mankind and became the scapegoat to be punished for somebody else's wrongdoing. See, we used to have the actual scapegoat ever since the giving of the Torah, the book of Aikra, Yom Kippur. But Yeshua came to fulfill that. So it is no longer the scapegoat that is being sent into the desert, but Yeshua himself, the Mashiach, who is the Word of God, who is also the High Priest, he took upon himself the chastisement of our sins, Isaiah 53. He fulfilled that prophecy so that the rest of us, even though we are guilty, can go on this school trip and enter the kingdom of God. It was a very profound dream that Papa gave me. And I woke up and I thought about it. Like, wow, very powerful. And yet it is so simple and so profound. The reason people do not get this is because they are too clever in their own eyes, too wise in their own eyes. And the wisdom of the world is foolishness to God. And the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. Just read the first couple chapters of 1 Corinthians when Shaul talks about these things. 
He says, I didn't come to you with all these clever arguments. You don't need to convince people. You don't need to, to tell them the science behind creation. I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. It's pointless and useless. They're not going to get it. And even if they get it, they're not going to actually get it. <laughs> no, it's not about explaining prophecy. It's not about any of these things, except they are drawn by the Spirit, by the Father. They will not see the Son. It's really that simple. All you have to do is just talk about Yeshua, the crucifixion. That's what Paul said, Shaul. I came to talk to you about the crucifixion. He was crucified for our sins and was raised from the dead. That's it. That's it. You don't need to do anything more. Some will get it, some will not. That's between them and God. You just have to plant the seed. Tell them about what Yeshua did, about his love, about his sacrifice. He is the scapegoat. He took the responsibility. He took the guilt. He took the penalty. He fulfilled Isaiah 53. That's it. Really that simple. Now, sure, there is more to it, right? You got to know what sin is, what life is, you know, the Torah, what Yeshua did. But that can come a little later, right? It all depends where we're coming from. You know, in Israel, everybody already have that foundation. All they really need to know is that Yeshua fulfilled it. That he was not a Christian, he was a Jew. He came to fulfill the Torah, not the Talmud, which is why... Most religious people cannot identify him. They have the wrong uh, image. They're looking for the wrong Mashiach because their worldview is perverted by the traditions and the Talmudic teachings and all this Gemara and all these rabbis. Yeshua did not come to do all of that. He just came to redeem us, deliver us, atone for us. And in the future, he will come to reign over us and write Torah on our hearts fully in the new desert. So the desert experience that Israel experienced was a prototype of the second desert, which is a thousand years of Yeshua reigning on the earth. It is not the promised land, no. The promised land is the new heaven, the new earth. And just like Adonai taught the Israelites his Torah for 40 years in the desert prior to entering the land, now he will teach us a thousand years prior to entering the new land. And think about it. If he taught them his Torah, which was watered down, right? He allowed divorce and all of those things, to enter a promised land in a broken world, a fallen world, a world that still has sin, how much more the perfect Torah when it comes to entering the real promised land, which is perfect, flawless, where righteousness dwells and there is no impurities, how much more we have to step it up and write his word, his Torah on our hearts for a thousand years in the desert experience, tabernacling with our King, our God, our Mashiach, learning his ways, writing them on our hearts so that we live them out we become them. You don't have to think about it. You just are. That's the purpose of the Torah. That's what Yeshua came to do. First, you have to be atoned for. You know, a felon. 
first there has to be pardon before he can go to rehab, right? He has to get pardoned first. You can't go to rehab unless you first take care of the guilt. Has to be a penalty, a compensation. Yeshua did that for you. So that you don't have to worry about you dying because it is your life that is supposed to be given for the sin. The wages of sin is death. He fulfilled that for you. So that now, while you are covered, he can teach you how to stop sinning. So that eventually, listen to this, he no longer needs to cover you. The atonement of Yeshua is not forever. If you know anything about the sin offering from Vaikra, it is good for two days and two days only. If you eat it from the third day, it is defiled, unclean, and you will bear the consequences of your guilt. Well, count a thousand, count two thousand, two thousand years, two days. When Yeshua comes back, his sacrifice, his offering on the cross, is no longer your atonement. And that is why Ezekiel says very clearly in the Messianic era, there will be offerings. Yes, you will have to bring offerings for all of your sins to teach you, to sear your conscience, to put the blood on your hands so that you will know the penalty of your sin, so that you will engage in it, so that your eyes will be open to see what sin actually does. Because now you're so blinded. You don't know. You think, oh, Yeshua paid it all. You don't smell the stench. You don't see the rivers of blood. You don't see the animals that you loved, that were raised in your own home, slaughtered for the mistakes that you've made. So you don't get it. It doesn't hurt you enough to cause you to stop sinning. But just you wait. The offerings are coming back for a thousand years to teach you how to stop sinning. So then the offerings and the sacrifices will be needed no more. Hallelujah.